0: Love
1: Talk Radio. Welcome to the best of TJN science and technology interviews. You're invited to join us to listen to select researchers and scientists share their rarely discussed rediscoveries in science and technologies. The time is now to come forward in our brains and process the discoveries that can now be applied to assist us to master the days, months, and years ahead. So sit back and let your mind soar while your brain processes the best science news from our past that is very relevant to our lives today. Enjoy the best of TJN.
0: Radio Frequency of Continuous streaming Knowledge and Wisdom, which promotes and sustains the activation of the present evolutionary process of immortality and the unfolding of the God Self within the evolving planetary society presently on planet Earth. The Jewel Network is committed to teaching the sciences of life and the science of living. By cultivating the mind of a scientist, you will be able to extract the very best the current century has to offer. You are listening to Preparedness in Our Time, Survival and Thriving into Our Future, with your host, environmentalist and emergency preparedness specialist, Steve Knopp. Join Steve here, each Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with The Jewel Network, hosted by thejewelnetwork.net.
2: of preparedness in our times right here on the dual network justifiably enchanted with enlightened living and with no further ado let us welcome our host steve Knopf.
3: thank you so much always a pleasure to be here pleasure to have you okay tonight i'm going to cover a lot of topics and throw out a lot of information listen close and uh, have your pencils and pens ready and I do hope I get plenty of questions tonight. Last week I started making the statement that I wanted everyone to imagine that they were living in the middle of the greatest science fiction, futuristic thriller movie ever made, because we are. I want you to remember that again as we talk tonight, and I also want to add to that this statement. When people lose common sense. When they lose the passion for living in freedom and pursuing life, liberty, and happiness in a self-sufficient, sovereign, free way, tyranny will always fill the void. We have lost a lot of that in the collective population in recent generations and decades, we have to change that. We have to change that. Otherwise, we're going to always be chasing the tiger by the tail, is the term I use, and trying to put out little problems, little brush fires, with the same consciousness that created them and has us in the predicament. That doesn't work anymore. So whether you like the term paradigm shifting, whether you like, you know, changing timelines, consciousness changing, whatever you use, we have to do that, and we have to do that a lot in terms of what used to be considered old-fashioned common sense, particularly in living close to the earth, in in a relationship with the earth and in nature that is self-sufficient, harmoniously. interacting with it, with understanding its ways, its secrets, and its evolution. If we don't do that, our preparedness and our journey to the future appears to be a frightening survival exercise. We don't want it to be a frightening survival exercise. We want it, we would prefer an elegant dance. We would prefer a a evolutionary adventure. We would prefer um, moving moving with the flow of nature's evolution because you cannot fight it. So I was wanted to introduce those things and those concepts that that stays um, uh, as the foundation in your mind as we cover these other areas. So I would like to review again, in case you have new listeners this week or people who missed last week, I'm going to review again about the radiation situation the radiation situation, and natural things you can do to protect, to eliminate, and to detoxify from the effects of all forms of radiation. First thing I want to say is, again, you're not being told the truth. You have never been told the truth in terms of radiation exposure. You certainly were never told the truth about the magnitude of the Chernobyl incident in Russia many years ago, and you're not being told the truth about the overall bombardment of radiation in our environment, and particularly in some areas, war zones, they now have this bright idea that you coat uh, munitions with plutonium and radioactive elements to make them extra heavy, dense, so they penetrate whatever they're shooting at. They've littered the entire war zone of Iraq and Afghanistan and now Pakistan and other places with spent nuclear radioactive elements that's going to last a very long time this is a absolute disastrous crisis for the populations in those places and it's a disastrous thing to do to the earth that gives us life so we've not been told the truth about radiation exposure anywhere so we have to take self responsibility we have to educate ourselves and we have to do everything possible so again here's a list of some simple natural inexpensive things everyone should be incorporating in their life vitamin c vitamin c from food source sources (laughs) the natural foods that are high in vitamin c citrus acerola cherries uh, rose hips, all of these kind of sources. Any vitamin C will help, but you want to go with food source type nutrients. Ginkgo biloba, wonderful uh, supplement for the brain, wonderful supplement to help the body with radiation. Spirulina, Pacifica, blue-green algae from both the ocean and the Chlorella, blue-green algae from Klamath Lake and now I think some other freshwater sources as well. Spirulina is a wonderful nutrient for all aspects of the immune system, wonderful nutrient for detoxing, essential for higher functioning of the brain, and excellent for helping the body with radiation. Berry extracts. All the berry extract family, particularly in concentrated uh, um, delivery forms like the Univera product line with high antioxidant protection and a delivery system that... You, you, you get more than you would get if you ate a truckload <laughs> of, uh, fresh berries, okay? You, just, you can't eat berries all day. That might not be a bad idea, but it's kind of hard. So, get it in super potent extracts. Aloe vera, a truly miraculous healing plant. Uh, so many potentials for anti-aging, for detoxing, for radiation protection. Um, amazing, amazing plant. Pascalite bentonite clay, that's a particular brand name of calcium-magnesium bentonite clay. It's from one place up along the Canadian-American border. I can provide that for people. Any bentonite clay will help, but this one is, is unique. Miso, true raw fermented cultured soybean miso from the Orient. Now, that proved itself in Japan, when they had their other radiation uh, nightmare with the nuclear weapons that were exploded in Hiroshima and Nagasaki uh, in World War II, it proved that those who ate miso frequently did not suffer radiation poisoning like those who did not eat it. It literally demagnetizes it atomically, Um, excellent for all aspects of health and the GI tract and radiation protection. Um, cod liver oil and the essential fatty acids, omega-3, omega-6, in all of the sources that you can get them. Stay away from sugar. Um, kombucha tea, the wonderful elixir of immortality from the Orient. It's fermented, and you can make it yourself. You can get the living cultures, and you take uh, honey and or sugar, and you ferment tea, and you can create it yourself. The most powerful liver uh, detoxifying tea there is, and very good for all aspects of the GI tract. Excellent. It'll flush radiation right out of the body. These uh, essential organisms eat up heavy metals uh, in our environment and in our bodies and get rid of heavy metal toxicity and radiation. Uh, let's see. Seaweed. If you can get it uncontaminated, which is getting harder and harder and harder to find, particularly a lot of the seaweed came from Japan because Japan lived um, with their uh, abundant sea life and uh, could be difficult today. Get this stuff now and store it, by the way. Any of these things that you can get now, get them and store them because they may be difficult to get in the future. Baking soda. Baking soda is a remarkable product, simple bicarbonate of soda. There are better varieties than the typical uh, uh, market variety uh, that are uh, a little more pure, don't have any metals in them, but uh, even standard Arm & Hammer banky, uh, baking soda is excellent as a bath. It's excellent to take internally in water. And if you get the pure baking soda and mix it with pure maple syrup, it's even a cancer treatment uh, that has proved itself very effective for destroying cancer cells and other kinds of um, uh, serious health concerns in the body. Uh, let's see what else we have here: baking soda, Epsom salt, baths of baking soda, Epsom salt, Palo Santa oil, um, and pascalite clay. Bathing the body bathing the body and detoxing the body from radiation, heavy metals, and, these, and other pollutants, uh, toxic chemicals, is a superb way. Your skin is your largest organ in your body. It's not just a covering the body. It's the largest organ. Therefore, it's the best way to detox the whole body. So um, nice, warm soaking baths with these things will really help. If you know you are exposed to radiation, I mean even after a dental x-ray, I mean after two times through the airport, uh, um, uh, um, or, or, or X-ray machine, which, by the way, you should always refuse to do. Um, anytime you're exposed to radiation you know it. use these things. Take these baths. It will help you because you're being bombarded at times when you don't know it. Okay. Now, common sense. What about common sense? Why have we lost a common sense way of living? Why? Why have we lost a self-sufficient relationship with the earth why have we lost the ability to see and know that these changes are coming to see that the earth is revving up its engines for dramatic change why have we lost that we've lost that because the modern life of um, uh, constant technological convenience constant electromagnetic um, stimulation on the brain constant entertainment is, it has uh, overloaded us and replaced a lot of simple, common-sense ways of living. So I want to encourage people to begin, uh, not to begin, uh, it's essential. You must start making these transitions in your life. If that is that simple 72-hour survival backpack and some backpacking trips to prepare yourself and train with these things, do it. But I also want to absolutely encourage everyone to begin gardening. If you're a veteran gardener, grow more than you ever did before. If you're a beginning gardener, hook up with people who know this, learn everything you can, and please grow a garden this year. Don't wait till next year to do it. It's still spring, even down there in the, in the warm southeast. It's early enough. Put in a garden and grow everything you can this year. Store your seeds. Buy all the seeds you possibly can store. Put up all the food you can because it's going to be needed. If you don't know how to garden, hook up with those that do. Find people in the closest rural areas if you don't have space. Borrow, rent, or make a working arang- arrangement with them to use unused land that you can grow a garden. Even if you're in the cities, do rooftop gardens. Uh, do do gardens in uh, property that is vacant that you can compost um, and, and start composting um, projects to utilize all organic wastes, please grow a garden this year. It's going to be needed. You're going to be so glad, and it's an excellent doorway into all relationships with nature. There is, there's old Chinese saying, if you want to be happy for a day, get married. If you want to be happy for a week, kill a pig and have a feast. (laughs) If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, grow a garden. So I can't urge more than to grow a garden. Grow everything you can. Start learning to can, to dehydrate. Put it up every way you possibly can, and store your seeds. When you store seeds, you don't want um, hybrids. You want to store open, pollinated heirloom, and organic seeds if possible. Buy everything you can, share them with those who don't have, and save seed from what you grow. That's why you want to grow enough that you have seeds to save. If you eat it all, then you have no seeds for next year. These were all common sense country ways of living. Everyone used to know this. Much more of the population were farmers and gardeners. It's coming back now. That's wonderful, the understanding of the importance of organic foods and uh, biodynamic and organic methods of farming because it's a much healthier way to live with the soil and organisms and all of life around. Common sense understood we were connected with everything, understood all the creatures mattered, understood the whole web of life mattered, and we can't separate ourselves from that. This kind of common sense needs to come back very rapidly, or it's going to be a much more difficult journey um, to the future. If we have continuations, which I believe we will, of these kind of extreme events, ready access to a lot of supplies are going to be cut off. The ports could be severely damaged and closed. Transportation of supplies will be very strained, if at all. No city in America is on more than a four-day food grid. I'm going to repeat that. No city in America has more than four days' food if the trucks don't continue rolling in and bringing new. Now, what will common sense do with that statement? Common sense will go, whoa, (laughs) I need to be prepared for an event that could stop the trucks from rolling into the city for only four days because it 's going to be a very chaotic, dangerous situation after four days, even here in the Pacific Northwest, where we have pretty intense winter storms in a place that has got a lot of people who think in terms of preparedness and in terms of common sense we 've watched the the supermarkets and the store be empty in three days with simple winter storms that took the power out for a little while. I'm not talking major cataclysmic events. I'm not talking earthquakes, tsunamis, nuclear accidents, or uh, social chaos like uh, civil wars and, 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 and these kinds of things, all of which are in progress and are coming. So really take a hard look at this and start preparing, start storing all the food and water and seeds and the basic tools of common sense self-reliant living. I'm going to get into them in detail a little bit later. Um, how are we doing in terms of uh, our time for questions, I, I mean, uh, for our station break? I guess we're okay. I haven't heard any music. Okay.
2: Well, well, this is the perfect time for us to take a break. and but let's, let's look some more into this whole notion of common sense because, you know, with our um, we've been inundated with several different types of sense that people tend to look at. People people want to judge based on book sense and based on street sense and based on all of these other variations of sense, none of them which are particularly common. So I definitely want us to um, look more into that as soon as we okay. come right back from this brief break.
4: And all right. For those
2: of you just now tuning in, you're listening to Preparedness Preparedness in Our Times with Steve Knott on the Network, and we'll be right back.
0: With such a vast amount of research and medical investigation directed toward vitamins and minerals, it seems almost impossible to know what vitamins you need to take and what effect they'll have on your body. But not any longer. With my new book, Vitamins and Minerals from A to Z with Consciousness, you will discover the true value and effect that each major vitamin and mineral will have on your body, mind, and overall health, and how to use vitamins and minerals to transform your health and daily life. To get my new book, Vitamins and Minerals from A to Z with Ethnoconsciousness, Please visit
4: thejewelnetwork.net.
2: And welcome back to Preparedness in Our Times with Steve Knox My name is Maurice Thompson, and I am co-hosting. Really long, really right along for the ride, and we were just getting into the conversation about common sense when it comes to the way that we interact and exist with Mother Earth. So where did all – since when did we stop using common sense?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you when. I'll tell you when. When the focus became more about commerce when the laws and the legal system were intentionally changed and our economic system was changed to be focused on literally the worship of commerce to give absolute power and control to the masters of commerce, of which there there are, and they are a minority of the population. Now, would common sense say it is intelligent, wise, and um, a good strategy to allow 1% of the population to control all the commerce? I don't think common sense would ever think that is intelligent. Would common sense say, oh, yeah, 1% of the population is adequate to grow the food supply for the other 99 Common sense would never say that. Common sense would never say it's intelligent to put nuclear radiation on fault zones and very active geological areas. That is not common sense. All of these determinations and this focus and this direction has been directed by someone. It didn't happen because of the stars. It didn't happen because um, of common sense. It happened because it worked profitably and expediently and for the benefit and control of those who are in those positions to benefit the most, those in power and control. It's actually very simple. We can go back and and look at the changes in American history when farming went from a very large percentage of the population to a very concentrated, large, corporate, industrial, modern type of farming, which required huge amounts of financial input, requiring very large corporations and organization and the borrowing of money, okay, who does that benefit? That benefits those large kinds of organizations. So everything has been shifted and manipulated and controlled for the benefit of those in those positions. And the rest of the population bought into it in the, in the idea of this is the modern way of life. This is the way we should go. This is evolution and advancement. This is modern living. They have been more or less hypnotized, mesmerized, um, advertised into believing this song and dance. They abandoned their common sense and accepted technological tyranny and technological advancement which is not necessarily common sense. You know, there's the old Native American concept of thinking ahead seven generations. And I think it's a wonderful concept that must be reinstilled and reinvigorated. Just because we can do things technologically, just because certain political choices and economic choices benefit some, if we looked ahead seven generations with common sense, with future-minded love of our future uh, generations our children our grandchildren and great-grandchildren and nature would we make the kind of decisions we have made i think not but the people as a collective have given away their power they have trusted in leaders and elected representatives who are supposed to be servants of the people who instead have become tyrants to the people and they've filled in the void where common sense has been abandoned. And that will always occur. It's happened cyclically throughout history everywhere in the world for a very long time. It's an old game that we really need to change. So all of these self-sufficient, self-reliant, self-responsible endeavors Bring the power back to the sovereign individual, to the forward-thinking, forward-minded, responsible use of technology, and the forward-thinking, forward-minded um, appreciation of the gift of life. So everything we can do to reinvigorate that is what we should be doing and I have dedicated my life very passionately to not only living that but educating others and and doing everything possible to make that a little more prominent as the society is rushed headlong Oh, another example would it be common sense or even self-love to readily grab the technology available in communications as in cell phones and and all this kind of stuff, if you understand that they are actually very harmful to your health, if they are bombarding, uh, bombarding the body with radiation directly into the brain, that they affect the DNA in the brain, that they destroy the immune system, that they affect the entire web of life, that they are a personal surveillance and tracking tool, now, I know to some people, they're probably thinking, whoa, this guy's going off the edge. But what I'm saying is simple truth. It's not like it's any deep mystery that this is the case. But everyone has accepted, I have to have this to be modern. I have to have this to stay in constant contact with my friends. I have to have this to find out how to get everywhere in, with directions. And I find this quite amazing that everyone is bought into this without taking a common sense look at this and say, who's created this? What is their intent and agenda? What are the effects of this on me personally, on the whole of society, on all of nature, on my health? And weigh it out with all of those criterions instead of simply being induced by social peer pressure, by advertising and feeling that you're going to be left out if you don't have these things i find that amazing so common sense has a much greater self-preservation instinct common sense has a much greater instinct about the health and the longevity of their children and their grandchildren and the future generations so we have to take a little we have to empty out the structure of tyranny and control And replace it with common sense, self-reliance, appropriate use of technology, self-sufficient and self-reliant technology, and the love of of the earth that gives us life. Now, that should be so simple that I find it remarkable that anyone would even ask me questions about that. But I understand um, people have been induced in every possible way to live very differently than that but this is what we have to turn around I assure you it's going to be turned around whether you like it or not because nature is an obvious rebellion to a lot of this direction I think common sense should be able to see that everyone I know with a deep intimate relationship with the earth can see this so If we don't change it voluntarily, it's going to be changed anyway. So I think it's much better to do things out of choice than to be forced out of necessity and desperation and um, all these kinds of things. And uh, I would like to encourage everyone to do that. Now, along with that is the self-responsibility issue. We can't expect someone else to do it. We can't expect everyone else to do it but us not. We can't expect the government to take care of us. I want to ask you a sincere question, everyone who's listening. When has the government ever told you the truth about anything? I defy you to find this. When has the government ever not served itself and those in positions of power and those who control the finances which are connected to it? When has that not always been the case? So... You, common sense, would say, we have to be self-responsible. We have to do this. We have to learn when and how to say no and when to mean no and not just wait to the next round of manipulation and coercion and, and advertising and buy into this game. We have given our power away. It's time to take it back. And what has always happened in history, if people wait too long to do that, they're pressed into a very hard place and they take it back with violence and bloodshed and social chaos. It's much better to do it by choice and not have to go down that route. And I think we've had many, many times in our history in recent years where we could have and should have done that, and we have not. And now we're going to learn some very hard lessons. Japan is learning a very hard lesson. The whole world had advanced technology. I'll lead up to this before our next break. Our world has had advanced technology since the 1890s that would have made it never necessary for even petroleum to be the, the, the uh, fuel that all of modern civilization runs on. We never needed nuclear power to boil water. I mean, would common sense say yes. Let's take the most deadly substances on, on Earth, uh, condense them into, into um, a very uh, a form they don't exist in in nature where their radioactive dangerous half-lives are measured in tens of thousands of years and let's boil water with them I think there's a lot of ways to boil water that doesn't require that kind of technology and we never solved what to do with the waste so we should not have done this but we did it because it was necessary for the weapons that those in power and control wanted, and um, uh, uh, that that whole form of energy is is so dangerous that it requires a military-industrial type of establishment with centralized power and control and centralized financing. They they have a control of this, and that is what they wanted, and that's why we went those ways. We had advanced technology in the 1890s using sound, sound and music advanced harmonics with sound and musical frequencies that could do everything and things you can't imagine. And, of course, Tesla. Tesla gave us wireless electricity, AC electricity, wireless throughout the world, and wireless communications. Now, we have wireless communications now, but we're using cell phones and satellites and microwave-generating-type stations, and this is, this is a very dangerous radiation, and technology to have for our physiology and for nature. The way Tesla had created it, this was not the case. We had Victor Schauberger, who gave us the the miracles of implosion technology, water power, anti-gravity, all these things by World War II. Many, many others I could name uh, and and will in, in time as we get into these things. My point is, we did not have to go... The directions we went it was kind of decided above us and we agreed to it so we've gotten ourselves in our own predicament so we have to take self-responsibility and change it All
2: right. well that is this is the turning point for we
3: are at many at the- many critical turning points the the the, in, the divine intelligence of nature is going to clean this up whether we do it or not and that isn't necessarily a very pretty scenario for humanity that is no longer aligned with that same nature anyone who common sense understands there's divine order in nature common sense understands there's divine interrelationship in all of nature It is not common sense to think we can violate all that and get away with it. Nature will do what it must in its own self-preserving evolution. And if we don't get that, we're going to learn a very hard lesson. We are learning a hard lesson all over the planet right now. So it's much better to reach down deep and be inspired to make these changes now. I understand they're hard. They're hard because we've been marching another direction. All right, we need to stop in our tracks, turn around another way and and prepare a little differently, or we're going to have a very hard time making it to a wonderful, wonderful new future, which of course we all are focusing on, creating, and marching toward so uh, anything you would like That's to fine. add or to say or how are we doing on our on our time there
2: we are doing we are doing just fine on the time. Let's go through a brief commercial break and when we come back, we will have some questions from the chat room, and if anyone would like to call in with a question to proceed, make sure you dial 347-215-9531, and just press the number one, and we will see that your hand is raised in the key. And we'll be right back.
3: Humanity is experiencing a vast variety of disorders, HIV, Zika virus, Ebola, hypertension, meningitis, STD, Alzheimer's, and many others. These disorders are the results of not knowing how to live within and navigate the human body. Most of us have learned how to drive a car, but have yet to learn how to care for and navigate our bodies. Enroll into the Jewel University of Immortal Sciences for Immortal Living to learn how to navigate
1: and maintain a disease-free body. Visit us at www.juis.education or visit us on Facebook.
2: And welcome back. For those of you just now tuning in, you're listening to Preparedness in Our Times with your host, Steve Knopp, right here on the Jewel Network. And, Steve, there is a question in the chat room, um, pretty interesting one. Um, Is it wise to keep an amount of body fat for survival sake? Um, I've seen these Uber fitness types that have nothing but skin, muscle, and veins, and I always think about how soon, about how they die soon if they were without food. Um,
3: <laughs> I love this question, and I'm just waiting to pounce on it. Are they there?
2: No, oh, it's yeah. a chat room. Okay. Yes, yeah, it's in the chat. All
3: right. Absolutely, it is wise to have a healthy amount of body fat this preoccupation with calories with anti-fat diet with skin and bones fashion is ridiculous it is unhealthy, it is unwise, it is a absurd preoccupation this is mind control, literally mind control and I can't speak passionately enough about what this has done to women. Uh it's been a horrible pressure to live under these kinds of advertising, fashion control, diet propaganda. You cannot have an immune system without fatty acids. Fat. Okay? Yes. The preoccupation with a nutrient-less diet that has been stripped of all its nutrients and then tries to only give you an unhealthy, undigestible, unsimilatable type of fat in replacement of real nutrients is also deplorable. But that's what the corporations and the food service industry and everyone has done, including putting absolute toxic ingredients into the food. You must have a healthy level of body fat. You, you will need this if you go into lean and or difficult times. And the thin, starving, uber-fitness types will have a very hard time. Do I need to make that any more clear? Now, I have been a martial artist, an athlete, a construction worker, a a a survival trainer. I've done immensely demanding physical activity my entire life. I understand what it means to be physically fit. But I eat a very healthy, robust, super nutrient dense diet. And I'm not afraid of essential healthy fatty acids, and don't let anyone make you afraid of them. And, yes, if you need to pack on a few extra healthy, active um, uh, exercise-type pounds, do so. Do not be preoccupied with being skin and bones and fashionably thin because your immune system will be weak. And if you have to go a period of time without easy food, you will be weak, and you probably will have a more difficult time than others. Now, I understand we've become an obese, sedentary nation that does not get adequate exercise, does not get adequate live, living, enzyme, nutrient, superfood, dense food, and therefore they're eating more and more and more and more and more and more to try to fill their body with the nutrition it's craving and not getting and this is the problem so you want to eat raw foods organic foods healthy balanced diet particularly that which you grow yourself the healthiest food is the food that you grew that you loved into being that you focused on every day, and and marveled at its miracle as it grew and you 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 have a peace and a self-reliance when you eat it that can't be equaled by anything you go by Eat like a healthy lumberjack. (laughs) That's what I'm going to tell people. Now, if you're on the uh, excess of that, yes, you may want to get in as good a physical condition as you can to go through these times. But this obsession with calories and fat is very um, twisted. It's twisted, and it's not really a wise thing. But it has to be balanced. You can't be extremes either way. So that's my answer to that.
2: Well, that is. Uh, an amazing point on so many different levels. I mean, from understanding that the food that you personally grow is an extension and a development of your focus and being able to see the entire process from seed to the plate.
3: (laughs) um, It's a miracle.
2: that, That is That is. It's a
3: miracle. Why would anyone want to shuffle that responsibility off to someone else? This is the way I look at it. It's a miracle to watch this occur and be a part of it. Who wouldn't want such a rich miracle with such educational richness in their life? I don't understand it. I grew my first organic garden at nine years old before anybody even talked about that stuff. And there wasn't a great proliferation of books, and and uh, if you said organic food, the people would have looked at you like, well, what do you mean? All food's organic? No, I did this, I did this from the time I was nine year old, uh, nine years old. It's always been a part of my life, and I cannot uh, urge all the listeners to do that this season greater than they ever have before, or get into it if you've never done it before. There is vacant land everywhere. There is unused agricultural land everywhere. Go find some and start growing.
2: You know, especially in, the ur- in particular in urban areas. I know that I've actually seen some ads for some different organizations. There are plenty of farming and gardening organizations. Even in the most packed of urban areas, you're going to find people that are going to be of a like mind, that are going to be interested in the process of growing their own food. So definitely make sure you Take the step to Go for 90. it.
3: There are more and more fresh organic markets, more and more co ops, more and more health food stores willing to buy your excess. The consciousness is shifting that way, so your timing is great. But you need to get on this now because if you don't get the seeds and the knowledge and the ability to do this and you miss you miss the wave, well then you've just missed the wave. Let me say another thing about that. In the suburbs <laughs> what what happened that The consciousness was about having an expansive, green, manicured, chemical-filled lawn. That that was somehow the epitome of um, common sense and success. I find that absurd. Dig that damn yard up and fill it full of vegetables and fruits and berries and things you can eat. It may save your life in the very near future, and I'm absolutely serious about that. Go ahead.
2: Very much so. They're the suburb. I mean, the, the name of it is hilarious in itself. But, yes, yeah, um, this is a great point. Um, you should probably touch on one of our chat members, um, Sasquatch Spirit, mentions um, chia seeds.
1: Chia? Yes. Chia
3: seeds, remarkable. Chia seeds are probably the highest-concentrated, purest-protein food substance uh, I know of, maybe even on the planet, Um, uh, the quinoa and a few of the super grains are kind of up there, Aztec gold and some of those uh, miracle superfoods from Central South America are close, bee pollen, but it is a remarkable nutrient-dense, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little seed, it's the smallest seed out there. Um, They're now available in America. Get them, store them, use them. It is remarkably condensed high protein with complete amino acids in a very tiny package. It's a miracle superfood, absolutely.
2: This person says that they eat food once a day, and the rest of the time they eat chia seeds, and they are 6, 7, and 330 pounds.
3: Now, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Congratulations. I'd love to meet him. A, a, it is a remarkable superfood. Go for it.
2: Well, this is, I mean, it's important because in your DVDs and um, in all of the information that you've been able to share, you definitely go over those powerful, impacting foods that are going to give you as much go as possible without taking up all the space in your bag. Absolutely,
3: and and to all your listeners, contact the Jewel Network. Get these DVDs from them. Get these wonderful products they're selling. They have a remarkable uh, number of them. We're going to be adding more, and get these DVDs. It will give you a jump start, so yes, wonderful. Any other questions uh, from the chat? Well,
2: no other questions. Questions are coming out of the chat. We do have a question. We do have a caller online, however. Okay, let's take that. From area code 410. Good evening. You're on Preparedness in Our Time. Uh, 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 Hello. uh, uh. Hello. What was that? (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, Whatever it was, they hung up. So, Where is 401? Well, we've got about 12 minutes remaining, and I know okay. we had quite a bit of – I know there was a – we started off, you said that there was a lot of stuff you wanted to touch on. And,
3: okay. Um, we'll go We'll go into some more of that. All right. Let's talk more have, up about common sense and appropriate technology and changing our relationship with technology.
2: Okay. Now, question, what do you mean – Now, when you say appropriate, please Um, share with the listeners what you mean by appropriate.
3: Well, okay, that's a really good thing to kind of define. Appropriate technology, from my point of view, is technology that will actually serve us in a self-reliant, self-sufficient, healthy, balanced life that is not destructive to our own physiology or immune system or health and energy that is not destructive to the environment as a whole in its use or in the production of it and does not produce an unsolvable waste dilemma that doesn't harm the earth for uncountable future generations in the future and that we've addressed all of these questions and problems before we, you know, mass produce it out into the environment. If you look at most of these other things that I would consider non-appropriate, they have not satisfied those criterions. They have taken something they believe they convince people to sell in a mass approach and therefore make huge amounts of commercial return they rush to be the first to get a hold of something so their patents and their technological monopoly will give them the greatest profit. Or they sell it to the people under the idea that it's good, that it's helpful, that it's modern, but really it makes them weaker, more dependent, and more non-self-sufficient and sovereign. There are, I will say in particular, an example without naming specific companies. In the high-tech modern agricultural world, the creation of genetically modified life organisms, genetically modified seed, crops that require their pesticides, their herbicides, their fertilizers. Now, this is insane. This is not appropriate use of technology. They literally can begin undermining the entire biological fabric of life. No one has really slowed down and put the brakes on and said, wait a minute, what are the possible consequences of this? They simply have rushed into the future with it because it maximized profit, power, controlled and dependency. And that is not what I consider appropriate technology. Appropriate te- technology does not do that. Appropriate technology benefits the greatest number of people, increases their self-sufficiency, their well-being, their health profiles, and their abundance in, in a large collective, not concentrating it into the hands of a few. It's not appropriate when it does that. It is very, nature doesn't do this. Nature does not do that. Diversity in nature. Diversity in, in economic, political, and and, 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 and such structures. Diversity in genetic, uh, the makeup of life. Concentrating these things for the benefit of a few is never wise. So, that is what I mean by appropriate technology. Appropriate technology that looked seven generations ahead and said, oh yeah, what are we going to do about the waste problem? <laughs> Before we just stick this everywhere in very deadly places, what are we going to do about the waste? We shouldn't do this until we've answered those questions and have a workable solution. That's what I mean by appropriate technology. Was that a thorough enough answer?
2: I, believe, I honestly believe so. Um, it kind of goes back to the sentiment of the seven generations that you mentioned. I mean, there's a wise. A wise person always says you want to leave a situation better than the way you came to it. And And everybody, if
3: I said to anyone with children, don't you want a better life for your children, everybody would respond yes. But do they make choices about how they live that are really in alignment with that? Or have they allowed someone else to make that decision for them? Have they allowed someone else to determine all these things for them? If you said to them, are you happy about allowing um, a small percentage of people far away to determine the future of your child? They would say, of course not, but that's what they've done. If I said, would you would you would you want someone far away because it's profitable to them to be feeding your children things that will destroy their health, they would all say, well, of course not. But that is what they've done. So my point is, again, they might say uh, philosophically they don't want this, but they've agreed to it and they've followed the Pied Piper right off the cliff. And so. It's a massive educational process to start to turn this around because humans tend to be habitual. They get in a groove, and they stay in a groove, and it's kind of hard to reverse directions, but we must now. So that is what I would say about that.
2: Wow. Well, we do have a couple more calls that have just come in. We've got about six minutes remaining, so I'm going to ask them to be as succinct and as brief as possible. So we have a call
4: from area code 936. Go for it. Yes, can can you hear me? I can hear you. Mr. Knopp, I just wanted to uh, comment on what I've done with my life in a few seconds here uh, as far as dietary and the things that I've accomplished But in doing so. I've gotten off of high blood pressure medicine, and the things that I do on a regular basis is, first I was doing grapes, then I did wine. Uh, Concord grape wine, in fact, and now I'm doing red wine, vinegar, and water. The reason I do vinegar is because you clean your coffee pot with it, so it's going to clean gallbladder and kidney stones out of your system as well, so why not? The, the other thing I've done is chia seeds. I was the one that made that comment in the room, and once a week, at least once a week, I eat asparagus, raw asparagus. I don't cook it or fry it or anything. I just eat raw asparagus, dip it in some salad dressing, and... Eat it because asparagus is very healthy for the body. So you're a very,
3: you're a very wise man. I applaud those choices. I do the same myself, and they are excellent uh, information for everybody listening. Those are all wonderful things. I'm a connoisseur of fine wine. I appreciate. As a matter of fact, I'm drinking some right now as I speak with you. So uh, <laughs> you're you're right on track. Wonderful. I applaud your choices.
4: Thank you for taking my call. Bye bye. You're welcome.
2: Wonderful. Thank you very much. We have one more call from area code 773.
3: Oh. Hello. Oh.
2: Hi, how are you?
3: I'm fine. How are you?
2: I'm good, thanks. Um, I have a question regarding the balancing program, actually. How is the balancing program related to all this information? It is by being in the balancing program uh, going to allow us to be more prepared,
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if there's someone there at the station that has even greater information on it than I do, I'll, I would allow them to add to it. But all I can say is this. The more balanced your command and control center of the brain is, obviously you're going to be less in the grips of emotion and fear, more making wise, sound, sound, Focus decisions, your focus and clarity will be better across the board, your immune system will be boosted, and you're on track with the forward flow of nature, and how can that not help you be more prepared in everything? So, of course, everything you can do to function at peak performance, mentally, physically, and spiritually, is absolutely the foundation for preparedness. So absolutely do it, do it, do it. It's wonderful. Does that answer your question?
2: Yes, thank you. You're welcome. That I don't I don't think that that could have been put any better. I don't think you <laughs> <I didn't even laughs> that one down. I mean Good. as um just to attempt to add on to that when you as you said, when you have an activity and the ability to utilize your entire brain and you can put the item and the desire, the object of your desire in your prefrontal cortex, it has to come about, whether that thing that you focused on is a car or a job or the well-being of yourself and your family or the connection. Or, 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 or where is
3: the to... wild food in the forest I need to eat? It doesn't matter. It's all the same.
2: <laughs> you, mean, you have the ability to be able to recognize and understand that with a balanced brain. Like you said, I mean, Or if you find
3: some food source in the forest in a survival situation, how are you going to know if you didn't have previous knowledge? Is this healthy? Is this medicine? Is it food? Is it toxic? You're going to have the ability to know because uh, it's innate in you to do that just as the animal kingdom does. But when you're fractured and you're not operating with the whole brain, of course you're going to be in confusion. So all of these can't help. But augment your preparedness and your 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 dance to the future.
2: All right, and I would love to see if we can get this last call in. We've got about okay. of minutes and change, but this is from Area Code Four Zero Four. Hello.
0: Uh, good evening. How you all Hello. doing this evening? How you doing, Steve?
2: I'm doing good. You?
0: Ah, uh, superb. I wanted to find out what is the best alternative to using the cell phones since they are so toxic. What is the best way to deal with that
2: technology?
3: Well, let me ask you this question from the way I look at it. For how many thousands of years did mankind exist on this planet without a cell phone? (laughs) And how many years did this country function quite well with standard landline telephones uh, before we had the cell phones? Everybody did business. Everyone communicated. Everyone did all this. Why do you think you must have this technology now? So, the best way is old-fashioned telephone, old-fashioned walkie-talkies in closer range. Internet is remarkable. So, why do you think you must have to have that technology? Thank you. You're welcome.
2: I don't have one. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of the network and just want to make sure that everybody knows
1: to come back and listen next. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the best of TJN science and technology interviews. Join us here every Thursday at five PM Eastern Standard Time on the Jewel Network where you're invited to join us to listen to select researchers and scientists share their rarely discussed rediscoveries in science and technologies. For our complete broadcast schedule, additional information, and to purchase products, please visit our website at thejewelnetwork.com or follow us on Facebook at The Jewel Network. Thank you.